Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact The Secret Teachings, you can email us at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And you can check out our website where you can find the montages that we play and our full show archive along with digital copies of my books if you are a subscriber plus top news and more www.thesecretteachings.info that's thesecretteachings.info also on the fringe fm fringe.fm is the network website you can find a list of all of the network shows and you can download the Fringe FM app for free. I've had a cell phone that has pushed um, the limits of technology for some time. I finally got a used cell phone so I could actually download the Fringe app and have a phone that actually worked. And it's an older version of an iPhone. Not really proud or happy about that, but I limit my exposure and put it in a Faraday cage when I'm not really using it. I tried to do that anyway. And uh, the Fringe FM app is really great, runs smoothly. It's free to download. Check it out on your Apple App Store, or I think it's what, the Google Play Store, something like that. And you can download it for free. Uh, Tonight I want to make a bold announcement at the beginning of the show. And uh, it's not a bad thing, but I I would like to know your opinion on something. I've posted this on social media uh, Monday, and I would just like to offer, you know, an open platform to get your opinion. Uh, I've been doing this show for seven years to eight years of the secret teachings, 10, 11 years of radio. And uh, I've taken very little time off uh, throughout any of the years of radio I've done. And uh, coming up here in mid-April, going into mid-May, I'm going to be taking some time out of the studio. I'll be doing a little, um, little exploration of the world around me, let's say that. Uh, all great, positive uh, exciting stuff, but I'm not going to like leave radio for a whole month. So I wanted to know what you think I should do during this time. I've uh, went out and I've purchased a, a road USB microphone and I have my road board. And if I'm traveling, I thought about doing radio on the road. I would for time's sake do a one hour show and then loop it for the two hours, and then I would upload the one hour into the archive. And uh, very similar to what I'm going to do tonight. This is a test show, so you might be listening to this a second time. This is just a looped second hour, if that's the case. So I thought that that would be best, so I don't just miss 
you know, four weeks or of radio, four to five weeks of radio, so I can still do an hour show and just loop it. Um, but some nights will definitely play classic episodes. And so I'd like to know what you think about that. Please email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. And let me know what you think about that as a fan of the show, as a listener of the show. Let me know what you think would be uh, best. You know, I can make my own decision, of course. I just want to know what you think so I can uh, make a decision that will be best for you as an audience and so you don't really feel, I mean, my personality is I don't really care, you know, what people feel per se, but I, I, I want to make sure that, that you guys realize that I'm, I'm not running away from radio. I'm just basically taking a, a once-in-a-lifetime uh, amount of time off, vacation slash dealing with other things. It's all good stuff, and I'll have a lot of stories to share with you, of course, and I'll still be doing radio I just don't know if I'll be able to do the two hours every night. It might be an hour, you know, a night, and then a lot of best of shows there for a couple of weeks. So still be content. We'll still be producing things, still be making things. But I needed to let you guys know that that's, at least that's the way that I'm looking at things at the moment. And it's, again, it's a very positive thing. I'm very excited for this, uh, this uh, trip that I'm going to be taking. And uh, I'll let you know more information about that as it approaches here in a couple of weeks. I also wanted to mention... Last week, I did a, uh, an interview uh, with Ryan Burns from Hero Paranormal. And you can find that whole thing up on the guest spot section of the secretteachings.info. Now, for time's sake, I would like to take you right into the subject tonight. And it's a subject we probably could talk about for two or three or four hours. But I read this article. It's kind of like a tabloid. But it's also, at the same time, not in a tabloid. What I mean by that is there's an article from The Sun, thesun.co.uk. It's kind of like a tabloid publication. It says, from human Zs, so human chimpanzees, to super viruses, how China became waste dump for Frankenstein experiments as COVID leak theory rages. And although this is kind of like a, 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 a like a a crazy, you know, conspiratorial hot sheet, like MIB hot sheet tabloid story. It's also based in reality. And a great example of that is a National Geographic article that went up in 2017. Human-pig hybrid created in lab. Here are the facts. And scientists want to create these hybrids so that they can grow organs, and I'm sure they would be used for making a profit rather than saving people, but that might also work as well. But China has been accused of becoming the global dumping for Frankenstein-style experiments which create hybrid animals and risk what some people say are the unleashing of viruses among the general public. Now, China has virtually no regulation on these types of experimental technologies uh, as opposed to Western society. And uh, despite the fact that the World Health Organization recently has dismissed the COVID-19 virus as being the result of a laboratory leak, 
Others are calling for new probes, and the Chinese government is calling for a probe of U.S. laboratories. Now, whatever it was, if there was something in a laboratory that was cooked up, as they say, it's likely that it wasn't a virus in the way that we define viruses. Virus just means toxin or poison. And we know if you've listened to this show or you've read my book or you've read Nancy Appleton or you've read any you know book on disease theory, Don Lester and David Parker, authors of What Really Makes You Ill, you'll know that Louis Pasteur, who posited the germ theory, was really a plagiarist and that these ideas have been d- d- disproven time and time again and that the disease doesn't rest in the particle. The disease rests in the environment. So... Something happened at the BSL-4 lab in Wuhan, and something has happened on more than one occasion at laboratories in the United States. And we find that China and the United States, although at first no one acknowledged this, but China and the United States have been engaged in a media war uh, of propaganda and accusations, along with the World Health Organization, which has played defense to China over the coronavirus and where the thing came from, right? We would normally refer to something where, you know, as per where it came from. So we called it the Wuhan virus, and then it, it's been changed to COVID 19. And uh, it's caused a lot of confusion. Now, regardless of what you think about that, there have been uh, a number of very interesting stories that show us that that the things we think are are real, or even the things we think are conspiracies, are often not so well placed in reality. What I mean by that is there's a an explosion, an asteroid, a meteor, something, uh, depending on how you classify it, that had exploded above China, not too far from Wuhan, just a short time before the so-called outbreak of coronavirus. Now, whatever coronavirus has been identified as, as a particle, is not something that has been purified and, and actually, you know, quantified it hasn't been sampled officially according to the cdc even so whatever it is that they're looking at amplified by a pcr test is an association it's not a guilty party as per what we call the disease and that particle was around in wastewater before this explosion this object that blew up over china some have suggested that that object might be responsible for bringing about disease or particulates for disease. And I think that there's a misconception that, yes, asteroids, comets can bring about particles. It doesn't mean those particles make you sick, but when there's gases that are, that are toxic that are released into the atmosphere, that makes you sick. And that is likely what was responsible for things related to the uh, various plagues throughout history comets or falling stars which have been documented as occurring a short time before the outbreak of a plague. Now for the coronavirus it might be a little bit different but part of the idea was that this virus, whatever it is, whatever humans have identified it as, uh, according to Time Magazine was quote a preview, was a preview of what will happen when alien life reaches Earth. 
And, and they're saying that because things are so, I mean, you have to read this whole article, but they're saying because things are so different this time and it's so bizarre and so weird, you know, it's basically like an alien invasion. And I think that if there, if there is a source of these diseases that we classify into categories with symptoms, it's probably from an environmental thing more so than it's from a, a particle that randomly jumps into your body. And I think that if we were to witness an alien invasion, it would be something more akin to the idea. I don't buy the idea, but the idea that the the virus is really just some type of alien thing. It's not like something sent by aliens, but it's alien in the sense that it's not natural. And that could mean because it was cooked in a lab. It could mean because it came on on a comet or an asteroid. The point is, though, while China and the U.S. and others argue over who's responsible, and in reality, if viruses were cooked up in a lab in this way and turned into weapons, China and the U.S. are both responsible. China just has less restriction on what they do and what they create and what they, what they build and what they're, what they're allowed to do. Uh, Human-monkey hybrids, head transplants, gene editing, these are just some of the things that Chinese scientists have experimented with, but... Head transplants are things that the Russians did. They are things that the Americans did, that the Germans did. I mean, things like hybridization of animals and humans and transplants of heads and gene editing. These are not things that are strictly confined to China. I mean, China is a dumping ground for this kind of stuff because they have no, no bottom for where they will go. But... We have experimental gene therapies like vaccines that aren't vaccines that people are taking, and all they are are experimental gene therapies. And soldiers in China have been giving the, given those experimental gene therapies, and they've been given a, a, a number of those gene therapies to turn them into super soldiers. It's very similar to what Adolf Hitler wanted to do. It's very similar to what pretty much any military leader has wanted to do, create a better soldier. And now those vaccines and those shots are being offered to the common people. And if they can create super soldiers, I imagine they can create people that are less than super, people that are sterile and people like Wolfgang Wodark said that might not be able to carry a baby to term. He was a a big scientist with another another big doctor, another scientist, um, along with former heads of Pfizer, saying that the COVID vaccine will make you sterile. Now, we talked about all this on Monday, but... If you looked at what China has been accused of and what China has absolutely done in terms of their experimentation with human-animal hybrids, and you relate that to what the United States has done in other countries, there really isn't a bottom to which scientists won't go. Uh, The bottom fell out of the moral fabric of the scientific community a long time ago. It wasn't in Nazi Germany it wasn't in you know communist Russia or communist China or in the United States of America. It's people that want to tamper and alter with nature, tamper nature and alter nature. And we talked about that last night with CERN and the atomic bomb. And when we come back tonight. We're going to talk about the relationship that aliens play to the development of these things and what might be better classified as a covert alien invasion. And I mean that in more ways than one. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay with us.
This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The month of April brings us further into the waxing of the year, from the spring equinox to Beltane. Join us on The Secret Teachings to track this turning of the yearly wheel through synchromysticism, pop conspiracy, and more Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. And as the sun waxes, expand your perception with a subscription to our show archive, which includes montages and my digital books. A one-time donation or a yearly subscription of $45 at the moment supports the show, the network, and you. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the subscribe tab at the top of the page or use PayPal directly with the email rdgable at yahoo.com. All yearly subscribers also get a free copy of The Technological Elixir or Food Philosophy with free shipping in the U.S. You can also buy the book separately, including the enormous compilation of Occult Arcana. That's thesecretteachings.info. And your support allows us to do what we do Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you want to know more about UAPs, the paranormal, conspiracy analysis, current events, and other topics that interest you? I'm Jess Rogie, host of The Rogie Report. Explore the unrevealed every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Pacific, live here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of the Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. It's April, the month of burning when the sun proceeds into its waxing phase, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. What are we going to do tomorrow night? Same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Thanks again. Um, this is very refreshing, and I look forward to talking with you more soon, Ryan. 
Hey, this is Anthony Tyler, author of Dive Manual, Empirical Investigations of Mysticism, uh, website divemind.net, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable, my man. Gable, your host, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. Tonight, you might be hearing this for the second time, my voice for the second time. We're playing a looped show tonight. This is the first hour or the second hour. Kind of doing a little preparation work for the uh, little bit of time I'll spend off of radio in mid-April, mid-May. It doesn't mean I'm leaving radio. It just means I'm taking a little vacation, but I'll still be doing radio. I got a microphone to use on the road when I'm traveling to do some shows. So we'll have some shows that will just be a little shorter, but they'll be looped for the two hours. And I uh, wanted to kind of sample one of those tonight, this week, to save a little bit of time and also to um, do a little experimentation. We all know that countries like China, countries like the United States, countries like Russia, and so many others, ultimately, no matter what the laws are, conduct illegal experiments that are dealing with humans, that are dealing with genetics. Despite the fact that I do not like the Chinese government, and I find the Chinese system of communist governance to be one of the most reprehensible forms of human control and enslavement in, in, in human development and in existence, China is not the only country where human-animal experiments are taking place, and it's not the only country where biological weaponry is being created. So the idea that it's all China, I think, could be described as Western propaganda. And the idea that whatever is levied upon the East is somehow really the fault of the West is really just Eastern propaganda. It's just people fighting amongst themselves. It's countries fighting amongst themselves and with each other. And it doesn't really get us anywhere. Now, there are two things that were quite interesting relating to COVID-19. I don't believe COVID-19 is an infectious virus. I don't believe COVID-19 is a virus in the sense that it makes you sick. I think COVID-19 is an idea and it relates to toxicity. And if COVID-19 is an idea that relates to toxicity and poison, refers to all the preventable diseases, heart disease, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then yes, COVID-19 is very rampant and it's a pandemic, but so are all those things individually that we classify into symptom complexes that we call disease. When you separate them, they're really just issues that can be solved singularly. Now, beyond that, we've heard about asteroids or space rocks blowing up near Wuhan prior to the so-called outbreak. We know that there were particles that had been found before this. So whatever COVID-19 is probably didn't come from space. There have been coronaviruses patented by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Perry Bright Institute. That's all public record. You can find that. However, that doesn't mean the virus makes you sick. 
It also depends on how you define a virus because things can be engineered in a laboratory to cause genetic issues that you might think are a virus when really it's a genetic, it's a form of genetic engineering. It's gene splicing, something that the Chinese do just as much as the Americans do. Uh, Time Magazine published a report back in 2020, in March of 2020, about the coronavirus being a preview of alien life reaching Earth. That this is what alien life looks like. And you start to think about the idea of an alien invasion. It's probably not going to happen like you would think it's not going to be a big spaceship over a big city. It's probably going to be something that is biological and it's probably something that has happened once or many times in the past and probably occurs quite frequently today because bacteria, whether it's the doomsday bacteria, I think that was found in the fifties that basically thrives on radiation or just the various forms of life we find on earth. Life thrives in so many different conditions, vacuums, extreme cold, pressure, heat, Life is pretty much everywhere. And so maybe since it is so abundant, do we really call it alien? It's alien to our terrestrial sphere, but it's not necessarily alien to the universe any more than we are alien to the universe because it's all one part or it's all part of one singular system. So you can think, okay, maybe the COVID-19 thing is a genetic experiment Maybe it's an alien invasion. Maybe it's the result of an alien invasion relating to extraterrestrial debris that ran down, rained down, rained down from the heavens. It's an, a rock, something like that. Now, can you alter things that are natural and, co- and to cause genetic mutations? Yes, we do it all the time with plants and with animals. We also do it with humans. A very famous story in 2017 about human-pig hybrids was published in National Geographic. Humans have already created animal-human hybrids. We've already cloned animals. We've mapped the human genome. We've created synthetic DNA. We have attempted to map the entire genome of all fungus, all bacteria, and all animals. That's in the process of taking place. We've mapped the brain. We have a blueprint, an outline of everything that comprises the code of the matrix, if you will, the foundational code of the human being, of the animal, and the world around us. Now, if you take that into consideration and you say, if we have all this information, we basically have a, a digital replication because we can we store it digitally. We have a digital replication of the physical world. We have a blueprint on how to produce that world. Now, Samsung produced a white paper a few months ago about sixth-generation technology, like 5G, but different. Now, while some people think this will be worse than 5G, there'll be new COVID variants because 5G was what started COVID. I don't believe that, but I think that 5G can have a detrimental effect to our health, and if shortness of breath is something that 5G causes, which... Uh, looks looks like the scientific literature suggests that and the doctors and scientists that have studied it suggest that, then sure, but that doesn't mean that you have COVID-19. It's just causing shortness of breath, which is a symptom of COVID-19. It's also a symptom of pretty much virtually every other disease, uh, including the top 
leading diseases in the United States. Respiratory issues are one of the top, which are mostly preventable because it relates to smoking and half a million deaths a year that are preventable. But if you have all this data, Samsung said that they want to be able to create 6G technology. They're working on it now, and it would include holograms and a digital replication of all the world, basically. A replication of humans and places, people and places. Holograms and what amounts to a digital sub-reality, a matrix-like simulation. Matrix just means womb, but in relation to the movie, it's a matrix-like simulation. And humans will be plugged into it, and humans will be part of a system, but not in control of the system, because Samsung says machines will run the system. Now, if you think about the Terminator films as a prequel to The Matrix, the machines take over, they build this system, we darken the sky... Machines look for other food sources, so they start to liquefy. They turn humans into batteries. So with all the information that is acquired through brain mapping, gene mapping, etc., plugging that into a system with real-world real data and patterns you know, from these algorithms and then run by AI, you can create a digital replica of the real world. And so you can have a copy of the real world. Now, it's a bad copy because it it has no soul in it. It has no substance to it. It's just a copy of the world at the height of human civilization and achievement. The year 1999 in the Matrix, when the year is closer to 2199. But in the simulation, it's 2000 or 1999's almost the year 2000. So that's reality, 2199, but stuck in 2000, 1999, 2000. Now, um, I find it bizarre that Samsung would want to publicly create a system that would be run by machines that it's not a figurative thing, it's a literal thing where we would be submerged into a digital reality that is different than the world that we live in now. And minus things like slips in time and divergent timelines and the creation of alternate you know, paths of time and dimensions and the mandala effect and the, the problems that were probably caused by the detonation of atomic bombs and now the usage of CERN and the discovery of new particles and potential quantum shifts and black holes and things like this. The creation of this digital environment and the submersion of all of us into this digital environment creates a, a situation in which the natural world around us, which obviously in the Matrix films was just totally destroyed because of warfare between the machines and humans, like you saw in the Matrix as well. But that world, that system, would be destroyed as a result, not just of a battle between humans and machines, but because humans built those machines, brought those machines to life, and those machines destroyed their creator in the same way that humans have essentially destroyed God, believing they could create a better world, and then the things that they create destroyed them, destroyed humans. Now, the things that we're creating are human-animal hybrids. The things that we're creating are genetic modifications of all things that are natural, tampering with this world, 
to create a synthetic world and then creating a digital sub-reality by copying that world and creating a new world. Now, if you've watched Independence Day or you've watched Arrival, the aliens come in big spaceships and they settle over major cities or very strategic locations on the planet. And they come in Independence Day to kill. They want humans to die. They want the natural resources. If you've watched Monsters, Inc., the monsters want our energy. I can't help but think that with all of this considered, and so much more we haven't considered, that an alien invasion won't look like that. That an alien invasion will look more like what's happening today a truly advanced race of beings that might not be so much computer or AI. They might be cyborg or merged with machines, but probably some form of organic nature left to them. Maybe not. But that those things, whatever they are, the Borg call them, if they wanted to assimilate an entire planet, they'd probably take control, firstly, of perception in a sophisticated psychological way. And they would do it, perhaps their version, their view of time is different than ours, and perhaps they live longer, or perhaps they're machines and have no conception of time. So a thousand years of of organized planning means very little to a machine, if anything. And so as that machine progresses forward and what it was programmed to do, it begins to assimilate organic life into the synthetic system. And it starts by absorbing all of the data about that, that, that group of, of beings, that species. And we provide all of our data willingly. Through social media alone, we've got these digital avatars, these replicas of who we are. And through these digital replicas, these digital these avatars, and through the information that all these digital replicas and all these digital profiles provides and then with systems that track patterns and behavior and real world information and everything from you know purchases to what you're going to type next you know that it, this thing this thing this ai this system can anticipate it it knows what you're going to do it starts to alter what you do before you do it by altering the next step and the next step so it can convince you that it's your idea to change these things and that you, you're no longer controlling yourself. You're under the control of something else. That is a very sophisticated form of manipulation and control, and humans do it to each other. It's not so outlandish to think that something more alien might do it to us, but we have this species, we have these robots, we have these Borg, whatever you want to call them, I'm theorizing that in a sophisticated way, they would do to us exactly what's being done to us. And experimental gene therapies that change our DNA, genetically modified foods, plants, animals, hybrids, chimeras, merging nature, making things that are beautiful ugly, distorting love and life, evil and evil. E-V-I-L, E-V-O-L. Distorting our perception of a higher purpose in life. 
and assimilating us into a system under our own free will by offering us all these gadgets and gizmos, just like in the Twilight Zone where the aliens promise to serve mankind, to take care of them and take them to a utopia, to a paradise. But it's a play on words. They're not going to serve them and look after them. They're going to serve them. They're going to eat them. They're going to eat humans. They're going to eat us. That, does, that, does that mean that I think aliens are here to eat us? You know, like Stephen Cambion <laughs> says about Carrie Cassidy, you know, that they're, they're, here to, they're here to bang us in the ass and eat us? I, I don't know. I don't think, that's not what I mean. I mean, theoretically, this is probably how a, a, a global, very sophisticated invasion of a planet would take place. Uh, they wouldn't come down with laser beams and cut stuff in half. They wouldn't come down and drop big bombs. These are the human ways of doing things. And although humans operate psychological things like psychological warfare, psychological operations to convince people to do things that really isn't in their best interest, consider that there's the potentiality for these types of, of, of psychological manipulations to be the result of some form of alien interference so that you have people that build the machines because they're getting the, 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 the information and knowledge for it through a download to build these artificial systems so that humans act as the worker drones to build the system that will then be controlled by those people controlling or those things or those beings or those aliens or those demons or those robots controlling that system. And then the humans are obsolete and will be eradicated with the exception of a few that will be assimilated as pets and necessary parts of, of that, the final stage in that alien takeover, that alien invasion. I'm simply saying that is one of the more, I would think, plausible ways that an alien invasion would happen. It would, it would look something like our reality today. There aren't going to be big ships, but there'll be a slow nudge and a slow assimilation into their system, a synthetic artificial system telling us that, no, this is to serve you. This is the next stage in human evolution. This isn't bad. We're not going to eat you. We're going to serve you. Now, with everything we've heard about COVID-19 and asteroids and meteors and meteorites and meteoroids, and we've heard about viruses and BSL-4 labs and all that stuff, Within the next couple of weeks, really, under a $2.3 trillion coronavirus relief deal back in January, passed by the Trump administration, there was the initiation of a 180-day countdown for U.S. intelligence agencies to tell Congress what they knew about UFOs. I'm sure most of you remember that. That's a pretty big story. Just a few days ago, John Ratcliffe, Director of National Intelligence under the Trump administration, just a few days ago, went on to Fox News 
and made a number of claims about what the U.S. intelligence community knew about UAPs. He said there are a lot more sightings than have been made public. Some of those have been declassified. And when we talk about sightings, we are talking about objects that have been seen by Navy or Air Force pilots or have been picked up by satellite imagery that frankly engage in actions that are difficult to explain. Movements that are hard to replicate that we don't have the technology for or traveling at speeds that exceed the sound barrier without a sonic boom. I don't know about you, but those statements alone are official government disclosure about whatever these things are. And we've heard them for the last couple of years since the threat identification program of the Pentagon was revealed with Louis Elizondo, and then we have this whole thing with Tom DeLonge and To the Stars and Bigelow, and it's kind of weird and fuzzy. And it's created like this cult following of, yes, this is disclosure. This is di- Maybe it's not so much the types of disclosure that you thought. It's maybe the type of disclosure that you deserve. It's probably not the type of disclosure you thought would, was going to happen. It's not going to be a spaceship. But it's bizarre that this disclosure is happening all within the same time frame, within the same time period as coronavirus is an example of what will happen when alien life reaches Earth and human-animal hybrids and viruses in labs and the U.S. did it, China did it. And I read this other article from Popular Mechanics. Uh, Humans will probably evolve to be venomous. According to a study, scientists from the Okinawa Institute of Science and Technology Graduate University and the Australian National University sought to answer an old question in evolutionary biology. How did venom glands evolve in animals? And they say that oral venom systems evolved multiple times in numerous vertebrates, enabling the exploitation of unique predatory niches. Yet how and when they evolved remains poorly understood. And they suggest that humans might develop in this popular, mechanic, popular mechanics article uh, an ability to be to be venomous or to produce uh, venom. That kind of sounds a little bit alien too, doesn't it? So, you know, you think with all the, the water and the food poisoned by a byproduct of industrialization, negligence, greed, etc. And in some respect, the water not being as poisoned in some parts of the world as we might be told. So there's a gray area there in terms of these blanket superficial statements that are made. All the water's poison, all the food's poison. It's not, but a lot, most of it is, I think. A lot of it is, based on what I've read anyway. You might think that everything happening on planet Earth is the result of some extraterrestrial interference. The reality of that is probably more so a result of human error, human negligence, and human decision-making. However, there are certain things that are too big to dismiss, and that is the question of aliens and UFOs and UAPs. And I'm telling you, when the federal government steps forward and says, this is a technology we don't have, they're traveling at speeds that exceed the sound barrier, they don't break the sound barrier in the way our jets do, they don't even produce sonic booms, There are, of course, countless reports that have never been declassified by military, 
There are millions by the public. And within the next 180 days from January, six months, that's June, Congress must be debriefed by U.S. intelligence agencies on what they know about UAPs and UFOs. They have a little less than six months as of January 10th to provide the Congressional Intelligence and Armed Services Committees with an unclassified report about, quote, unidentified aerial objects. Something is happening that I don't think any of us will see coming. I don't think it's something that is going to result in a spaceship over the White House, and I don't think it's something that's going to simply disappear into nothingness. It began in 2017, and it's proceedingly crept further and further into the public domain, so people that aren't even interested in this now are aware of it. And that might be part of the part of the reasoning why this information is released is because you want the average person to be comfortable with the idea for some great revelation, some great reveal. Not necessarily that aliens exist, you know, but something to that effect. There's something coming. What it is, I don't know. You don't need to pay me to find out. Okay, it's not a prediction. But when I see storm clouds on the horizon... And you can feel the pressure change and the wind starts blowing. You know it's probably going to storm. And when we have intelligence agents on television telling us things, that doesn't mean I believe what they're saying, but for them to say it, that must mean there's some other reason, whether it's that directly or something else that's even more bizarre or more scary or however you perceive it. There's something else going on for that to be a topic of discussion. And for now, there to be an official countdown for U.S. intelligence agencies to warn Congress of what they know. Something is happening, and it all is occurring within the timeline of the COVID-19 so-called pandemic. I don't believe it's a pandemic, but so-called pandemic, which many have suggested is what an alien invasion would look like. And maybe whatever it is we call COVID-19 is the human response to some form of alien pathogen. I have no idea, but I'm thinking that something is unfolding that is perhaps going to be one of the biggest stories in the history of the human species. That there is intelligent life, and it might not be so malevolent it might not be so benevolent it might be both it might be one or the other it might be just like humans or it might be cold callous and machine-like it might be unaffected by biologicals it might be unaffected by chemicals it might be something that we can't destroy like we destroy each other it might be something that is ideological as part of a hive it might be something that is mental it might be something that is pure evil it might be something that we have created, that we have brought into existence, as we discussed last night on the show about CERN and the atomic bomb 
and the opening of Pandora's box and the, the gateway to the unknown. Some people know, some people are aware, and we're getting little bits and little pieces of data. And we're slowly learning, very slowly, for some of us, very rapidly for others, we're slowly and rapidly learning that all the crazy conspiracies weren't so crazy after all. There is a better new world order and that there is a portal and a gateway to the unknown and that there's something just wrong, there's something just off about much of the science that is conducted and produced by scientists all over the world trying to open portals and put up signs to welcome things into our world at places like CERN and all the Franken science, all the genetic engineering, the gene therapy shots, genetically engineered crops, genetically engineered humans, babies, animals, hybrids, chimeras. It's the work of science fiction, but it's science fact and science reality. It's the work of technocrats and control freaks. It's the work of a force that, although it might not be in a spaceship, it is still very, very alien to what makes us human. It's Frankenstein's monster, and it might not be so much a monster as it is an alien or a demon. And it might not be so much a physical thing as it is a mental, ideological thing. And these are the things that I think we need to think about and consider and talk about, at the very least, just to keep us entertained. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. Like I said, tonight's show is a looping of a one-hour segment, so you'll hear this again in the next hour. If this is the second hour, you can find the one-hour broadcast at thesecretteachings.info. That's thesecretteachings.info. I'm just testing this tonight on the show because I'll be taking a little time off radio in a couple of weeks to do some vacationing. Uh, I've got a new mic to travel with to do some radio on the road, and that's my intention. That's my goal. And in the process of doing all of that, uh, I don't want to miss radio, so I'm going to do that, but I'm also going to cut some old classic shows and play those. I just want to know what your opinion is. How do you guys feel about the one-hour loop for a show rather than just playing a classical show? Or would you rather hear the classical shows? Let me know what you think about that and tonight's topic, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Subscribe to the archive today to get access to all the shows, all the montages, all my digital books. When you subscribe to the archive for one year, you also get a free copy of my book, Food Philosophy, or you can choose the Technological Elixir. Occult Arcana books are available on the website as well. It's www.thesecretteachings.info. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.
Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover, with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey, Fringe listeners, Dave Cruz here, reminding you that Beyond the Strange airs live Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on The Fringe FM. BTS is your one-stop shop for the paranormal, the bizarre, and most of all, the strange. Join me and co-host Black Sky Paranormals, Russ Bailey, as we discuss topics such as aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, and much more. Also, we talk with profound guests, authors, researchers from all over the world, and we take your calls live on the air. Go to beyondthestrange.com and learn more about the show, guests, times, free registration for our newsletter, merch, and much more. Again, that's Beyond the Strange, Monday evenings, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And as always, stay strange. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The month of April brings us further into the waxing of the year, from the spring equinox to Beltane. Join us on The Secret Teachings to track this turning of the yearly wheel through synchromysticism, pop conspiracy, and more Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. And as the sun waxes, expand your perception with a subscription to our show archive, which includes montages and my digital books. A one-time donation or a yearly subscription of $45 at the moment supports the show, the network, and you. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the subscribe tab at the top of the page or use PayPal directly with the email rdgable at yahoo.com. 
All yearly subscribers also get a free copy of The Technological Elixir or Food Philosophy with free shipping in the U.S. You can also buy the book separately, including the enormous compilation of Occult Arcana. That's the thesecretteachings.info, and your support allows us to do what we do Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM.